It's time for the Orlando Lions Den podcast with your hosts, JJ, Eddie, Cleon, and Alex Brown. Since I've been alone Yeah Since I've been alone Come on Since I've been alone Yeah Since I've been alone But now And alongside, I have Alex the Swag Brown all the way down in Key West, Florida. Enjoying vacation, not, are you? Yeah, not quite all the way in Key West, but uh, but we are in the Keys over in Marathon. So you guys got me to join in here. Uh, uh, the sun's down, so so that's I got I got a few minutes to chime in here. I think you got a lot of sun in your face too, from, yeah. from what I'm seeing. Yeah, Eddie, Eddie said we can't do the video, but. Uh, <laughs> I, have a, I have a pretty embarrassing photo from yesterday. If you can't tell, I'm wearing like a face mask, like a ski mask for the jet ski, you know? Yeah. So I got literally the – the, it worked, but just not yeah. around this part. So, That's uh, what I meant. It, I was being literal about that. You got a jet ski tan. You got, literally you got a, a jet you got, ski mask tan, yeah. You got, a wet, you got like windswept hair and a jet ski and a jet ski mask. And JJ is recording on his stomach like normal. So I As always – Today audio would be good. Yeah. <laughs> so With audio the Kill Bill in the okay. background, too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Kill Bill TIFO. Um, so I thought, yeah. And then, was, Eddie, what's was, happening, man? Not much, Have man. quarantine Just, life. I mean, it's over now, basically. Yeah. yeah for me, look, I worked at home. Yeah, I worked at home for, for quite a bit, and uh, we homeschooled our kids. So pretty much other than going to OC stuff and uh, kids' activities, quarantine's the way I do things. So it hasn't been too too weird for me. I'm just using this as an excuse to grow my beard, even though, like I said, nothing's really changed. <laughs> so no, things are good. Uh, things are good. Thanks for asking. I, I miss. Uh, I miss this. I miss meeting with you guys. I miss talking. And I don't care what format we see it. I'm just excited to see some football soon. Soccer. Awesome. And we have Kyle Butler, second time in a row. Man, mm -hmm. you the way you're going, you might take clean on spot. <laughs> yeah, I don't. <laughs> I was gonna say at least both of us don't have a job right now, so me and Clan have that in common. <laughs> uh, I'm working from home, which is really nice because I'm getting paid full time just to hang out with you guys. Nice. Hey, enjoy it while you can, because for every right. moment like that, there'll be another moment where it's the opposite. So, right. yeah, Cleon had a, a clause in his contract we weren't aware of. Typical Cleon. Yeah. He was like, he's done more work probably in the last six weeks with his backyard than uh, 
then in he's the backyard, for, yeah. working out every day. Yeah, yeah. Clint's Clay, yeah. busy just, just losing weight and, and chilling in his, in his tub. But he's gone he had through a claw. an entire transformation over quarantine. He, so. he has a claw, a claws worth that the games aren't played, and he doesn't have to uh, do the podcast. So he, he, we, we, <laughs> call, we called him in. We called him in, and we told him to take the bib off, and he said, nope. He's a read a contract. Uh, so Cleon, Cleon will join us when MLS joins us. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, all right. All right. Let's start. Well, do we have to do sponsors or no? Sure. Sure. Field, field Turf's still there. What's up, Field Turf? <laughs> Casey's hey, just I, opened up. So <laughs> Okay. Nice. And Accurate Mortgage is uh is uh still banging out mortgages. So they're they're busier than ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, for all your mortgage lending needs, follow, hit up Leo. <laughs> there you go. Filter's <laughs> awesome. been excited actually because all everybody's practic- training at their facilities and training indoors, and all that. All these big clubs use filter for like you know to train, so they're actually pretty excited to be honest. So, I don't want to get too so. far off topic, but you you guys been okay, or uh, JJ? Your your business been all right? Oh, my business has been booming, so yeah. I've been great. Don't you forget know, about our uh, fourth and newest until- sponsor. Yeah, to yeah. The I, landscape. To the landscape. <laughs> the, the owner, proprietor, forgot. <laughs> Kyle's brought to you by the U.S. Army. Hey, how's the roofing business going, by the way, Alex? Oh, yeah. You if you guys some pretty uh, big hailstorms over here in Lake Mary and the Longwood area. Yeah, I've seen some. It's It's been nice because I've gotten on some roofs and, uh, and seen a lot of pretty messed up stuff. So, um Especially with hurricane season coming in, you know, a lot of people are telling me, "Oh, I want to wait till a hurricane comes through." But you don't want a hurricane coming through on a roof that's not that's not structurally sound or stable. So, if you guys do uh, think you have roof damage, just hit me up, and I'm not in it to take your money. I'm just in it to give away free roofs and uh, and help there you out. Go. So, nice. I hey, might that call you to see uh, about a free roof. Yeah, hey, I, I, we, we throw it against the wall of, and see it sick. So we we have one side here where we're unfortunately we. We, uh, our jobs kind of thrive when, when sad things happen, so to speak. Right. And then the other side, you know, we got Kyle Butler, you know, intelligence officer, and we got JJ helping, helping America stay beautiful. And, and Kyle's <laughs> helping America stay safe. And then if things aren't going so well, call Alex and me. Yeah. Call your contractor and insurance guy. <laughs> For all life's unforeseen situations. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> nonetheless. Uh, right, well, let's get back into, right. into MLS. Let's talk like about let's talk about or MLS Orlando City, and let's talk about what's happening. Basically, we got a tournament. We have a tournament that's supposedly going to be what, like a World Cup, from what I'm understanding. But hosted with MLS in Orlando team, behind closed doors. Yes, and closed doors. So just like the World Cup. Just like the World Cup <laughs> behind closed doors. Yes. It depends, you know, if it's in Italy or something. But what are you guys thinking about this tournament? You, you guys like it? Do you guys think it's gonna, a good idea? Should they instead play the season out? What do you guys think? Alex. I guess I'll go. Alex, go okay, ahead. Eddie. All right, yeah. I'll go so first. The, I'll go, go first. Go ahead, Alex. I'll go, go ahead, first. Alex. So my big thing is, is so the first three games uh, in the group stage, it count towards the regular season, right? So that's kind of weird to me. I mean, obviously, so you try hard in the group and then um, I guess what you get to the, to the next, the, the knockout stages. And then those games aren't necessarily counting towards the season, which I guess is going to be restarted. I mean, that's what I'm insinuating by, 
uh, or, or understanding when they when they say, oh, we're adding these three games to the regular season standing. So uh, that makes me think that we are going to have a full season or at least uh, as close to a full season as possible. So I'm just – I think I'm excited about it. I'm just worried that it's going to not look great, obviously being held at Disney. Um, you're not going to see it like in Bundesliga right now where you're – just in the big stadiums that are empty and you kind of still get that professional feel, you know, you, I don't think you're going to get that um, over at wide world of sports, but uh, I don't necessarily think that's something that MLS fans really care about, to be honest, you know, we've never really been the, the community or type that are saying, you know, some of us that, well, we compete with Europe, but we, we just want to play our own game of soccer, our own way, you know, and, 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 and I think uh, this is a good, good step in the right direction to getting that done. I'm happy to be in Orlando. I'm sad that we can't watch it and, and attend it and, and get to take part as fans in this, you know, one-off situation, but um, you know, it could be in anywhere else. They've chose our home, our hometown. So that's, that's the, we're starting off on the right foot, right? Exactly. Eddie. I'm excited to see, you know, football back. And um, I wish we could see it. If there are official Orlando Lions then um, drone, I don't think we'll be, be able to uh, actually see any of the uh, AirPod one. Uh, we'll be <laughs> be able to see any of the of the soccer um, going on. But I don't have a problem with the, the three games counting to the regular season because the knockout, the point is it's supposed to be, you know, CCL birth, right? So that's its own incentive from there. And um, if you, you feel like you're not going to – you're not really going to compete to win the tournament, then the regular season points is its own incentive. So I, I kind of get that. I don't have a problem with it. I wish we, we could see it, Wish you could see what, what form the teams are. Well, for some reason, I'm thinking there's going to be some teams that have an advantage over other teams. I, I don't know. I feel like teams that, that train better or better coached will have an advantage. I don't know if that makes any sense whatsoever. But for some reason, I feel like this is going to help us. I have no idea why. Is it maybe because I think it would help us just just based off of the fact that, you know, when did Oscar come in? December. So he had three months to work with the team. And I know they haven't been working, but I'm sure he's been communicating with the players and the coaching staff and ownership. And and we've essentially doubled his time that he gets to work with the team and have only played two games. So, you know, that I, that definitely can't hurt us. I don't think that can hurt us in any way, shape, or form. You know, most most of the time we have this – summer slump in June and July and mm -hmm. we start out hot, but I think now we're going to maybe see the opposite. You know, I think with the extra time and, and the work, I think that, that having Oscar in there for six months now, instead of three months working with the team that, and it being in Orlando, that if that doesn't give us an, us an advantage, then I don't know what could give us an advantage. Kyle, what do you think? Yeah, so I think there's a couple of things working in Orlando City's favor. Um, one, the fact that they're not really home games because uh, we don't play too well at home. Now, granted, that's not on, that's not on Oscar, uh, but they're like home, but not really home. So hopefully that lack of the supporters' pressure will make them play better. Um, but they do have the comfort of having family nearby even if they're not going home between games if they're you know they're forced to quarantine in a hotel which i think i mean they will be um they're still somewhat home uh they're a top seed in their group um so that's another added bonus and then uh i don't think we know yet yes it counts towards regular season 
what will that mean? Because we will have a reduced regular season after this tournament. So how much weight those three games that count towards the regular season have, who knows? Um, but what, I mean, guess, I guess what we're looking at is a total of seven games for those teams that make it all the way to the finals in about 35 days. So if, if Orlando were to make it far, they're looking at about a, a game every four to five days. Um, so I think depth is a huge factor, especially in the Florida Sun. If you throw in weather, uh, delaying games, postponing games for a day, you're going to even see a more condensed schedule. So that's something to keep into, into uh, factor. I think, I think teams like LAFC are still going to, you know, be the teams to beat. But uh, I think we might see depth play a factor that may not have uh, played before. And then motivation, that's the biggest thing that uh, nobody can calibrate. It's a million-dollar prize to the winner plus a trophy plus a TCL spot, but what is a million dollars to everyone? I don't know. Um, so I think that's the exciting thing is kind of who's going to come in motivated. It's kind of like a U.S. Open Cup where um, maybe the big clubs aren't the the lead dogs in this style tournament. So um, we'll see. I think that's going to be exciting. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I'm interested for – because, like, you have the three games and then – once those three, um, once those three games are done, you know, will we know more about how the regular season is going to be is going to be set up? Are we going to our teams going to know? You know, looking if they make the knockout stage and they went they won their three regular season games and they go well, we know we're about to start playing twenty five more games in a condensed schedule and we got to we're going to have two or three games a week. Maybe we should just sit these next four games out. Maybe we should just take these next couple weeks off. You know. So a team like LAFC, um, you know, maybe you see something like that from them. Uh, a team like, um, you know, really LAFC is the one that comes off my mind. But, but to that word, it helps a team like Orlando who for, you know, us as supporters and fans, that's realistically a C, the, C, the way to get into the CCL has always been the U.S. Open Cup, right? It's never yeah. – that's been the most realistic way for us as Orlando City supporters to do it forever. Yeah. You know, whether it's not MLS Cup, it's not Supporters Shield, it's U.S. Open Cup. So this presents another opportunity for us to to get in that. And 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 Orlando, just the type of soccer town it is, I feel like that CCL berth means more to us than it does, you know, a city like I don't know Chicago or or, or somewhere else where soccer is not as as dominant and, and cultural um you know everybody sees competitions you know like that around england and and in every other really every other country that that has an fa so i'm gonna be debbie downer here you know there's always gonna I'm be a negative. <laughs> exactly so to me this tournament is kind of like kyle was saying it's the u.s open cup basically mm. why can't they have done this tournament at the end okay my question is if Bundesliga has already started, the Portuguese league has started. Next week, you got the Spanish league starting. You got the uh, French now league is thinking about coming back for those because they're complaining about, you know, the ones that are going to be for that a Champions League berth and Europa League berth. So they're thinking about starting up the French league again. Spanish league, all those leagues are starting and they're going for the rest of the season. And then they're only having, I think, three weeks to a month off to get ready for in August to start their whole full season again to beginning. Why can't we 
do the same thing. Empty, empty stadiums, travel, do everything. Everything's open, basically. Why, it, why does MLS always have to be different than the world? I know, Alex, you pointed it out earlier, you know, U.S., MLS, they want to do their own thing. It's all the money. It's whatever. It's because you're right. It is because of the money. And it's because of ESPNs and the Foxes and all that and the sponsorships. But you got sponsorships in those other countries and all that and TV markets and all that. Why can't we just finish the season? We have plenty of time. We had just started the season. It's not like we're in the last five games of the year or 10 games of the year, and we got to – we have plenty of time. Even if we ended in December or January, you still have February all month to do whatever you want. So, to me, I think we should have just done the regular season, start playing it, and then do the tournament at the end for uh, that U.S. Open uh, champion. And, and that basically – you take away – the chances for USL and you're taking away the chances for um, <clears throat> NPSL, USPL, all those amateur leagues that have no chance now at getting a chance at the uh, CCL berth. So yep. my thing is, is just do the season. You have plenty of time to do it. I mean, we're in what, June? So at the end of June, you lost two months play until December. Go ahead, Kyle. I think you had another point to give. Uh, so, well, I mean, the only thing I think that would keep the MLS from doing that is proximity of travel. So, like, in Europe, you're talking about a bus ride or maybe a short flight, whereas MLS, to do that, is just longer flights. Um, but the point that Alex brought up earlier about Oscar and um, his – you know, his chance now to kind of recalibrate. I think it honestly worked out perfectly because we had two games to kind of see what the team looked like or what he could see what the team looked like. And normally in a regular season, he would be trying to implement those changes as he's rotating players, as the practice time is limited because you're preparing for the next game. And now because we've had time off, he kind of fully gets to – implement any major changes that he might have seen after those first two games um, where he wouldn't have gotten to implement those changes necessarily in the same manner if he had had to go through a regular season. So in that regard, it might have been beneficial for Oscar um, if there were some glaring things that he wanted to change. It also allowed, you know, obviously our injury uh, woad striker to heal up um, which is, a, I mean, a huge plus to have Dom back that we wouldn't have had for another month or two into this season. So, yeah. Yeah, good good point. I wanted to – good points there, Kyle. And, J.J., I wanted to address at least my opinion on some of this. It, the the MLS didn't have a CBA. I mean, they had to negotiate some some extra, you know, some extra details regarding how much the pay is going to be. I don't know if the other leagues really had that to the same degree. The, there's already TV deals in place that have been in place for – for years and they're making a ton or MLS is on at the right at the end of a contract. Right. So the ESPN angle plays into it because ESPN is going to, is the, the longest holding partner with MLS and it's going to have the biggest footprint on, on TV wise. That's probably why it's there. Uh, also the, the scheduling um, or MLS does have a longer off season. They're shortening theirs, but they're shortening it so that they can start on nor on a normal plane next year. So they're able to do that because of their weather concerns in Europe where our concerns are 
are weather oriented as well, but we perhaps take a longer break than we need to. So therefore you can start the regular season a touch longer. And those countries tend to be where they, the economies and the, the rules and regarding COVID and things like that tend to be more nationalized than they are here, where some states are opening up, some states weren't. So it makes the travel completely different here than it does over there. So I think that that's why that's why it's a little more complicated here in the first place. And I think if you do a tournament, like, like a U.S. Open at the end of the season, I think you already have teams not participating because they're not sending their best players until the semifinals. I think some teams are going to do that, if not more. I think it guarantees that more to, less teams will, will participate with full, with full players, especially with what's anticipated to be a shorter offseason. So now you're shortening the offseason even more with an Open Cup after a team maybe already won or did or they were satisfied with their season. So I don't think a postseason Open Cup would, would work, in my opinion. And I, I think OC has a shot because every tournament, there's always surprises. Orlando City's best moments in MLS were, were still, some, you know, Adam Grin was the saves and what, a semi and quarterfinal, an Open Cup, right? That was still our, our most, you know, anticipated match, just the, the match against Atlanta. That's probably our highlight. So tournaments do, do mean a lot to us, like Alex said as a fan base and CCL gives you some legitimacy on the continent as well. So and the exposure that you get from that. And then you, you use that to help bring better players, etc. But this is a, the point I wanted to bring up originally is about, okay. So with Oscar, when we talked to a gentleman from Dallas, um, and I did a podcast, he talked about that the team start off. Okay. They kind of dip and then they, they close well, his teams. Right. And, um, it, um, so the fact that we're starting later, he's got more time, maybe means we, we, we can sustain a more level plane, right? And, uh, and not have so much of a dip. Now, the, the sucky part is that our, our, if our season starts here soon, it's going to start in the winter part. I mean, in, in the summer, but Dallas's teams have tend to do done pretty well. That wasn't necessarily when they dipped. And um, so I think the fact that Oscar, who I find is a good coach, and, and I think – his strength is about just finding ways to play against a specific team and, and, and be difficult to beat. I think that plays well in a tournament. You've seen, you've seen Dallas do well in Open Cups, and I think when you have a, a perhaps a short time frame, you have a short window, you have lack of hands-on training, someone who could communicate effectively in all kinds of languages and has the ability to do so in, in a tournament format, I think this is a, a, an asset. I think Oscar is, is an asset in this format for us personally yeah, that's a that's a great point eddie i didn't even think about it with oscar and his uh, coaching style and, and obviously you you know it's it's hard to beat so he, yeah. he doesn't necessarily play for draws but he's plays to not lose right you so. know oscar special is one nothing that's what you in tournaments right and then yep. so uh, um, like kyle said he had some chance to implement you know right now he'd be implementing and rotating he maybe he's got a chance to look at a couple things more and uh try a couple things out in training and stuff like that and and maybe maybe at this point even simplify it sometimes i think some coaches get too caught up in playing beautiful and playing this this is MLS, the level is a certain way. To me, play play a couple ways, have a couple different ways, formations to be able to beat a team, but just kind of do like two or three things really well and then just have people, you know, be tough to beat and you'll be a playoff team. You don't need to, to be super elaborate. And so if you have the skills to players to do it, LFC, then fine. But what happens when they play a team that's tough to beat in the playoffs? They lose. They, they get punched in the mouth. The team that's compact, Seattle had a, like a low mid block on them, right? And then they, they, they just – they got countered on and they got ate up because all the space because they're trying to play too beautiful. So I, I think in a tournament like this, uh, ugly, ugly might win. Let's be honest. So mm-hmm. let me take you guys back to December. Oscar Perea has just been signed on as coach of Orlando City. 
We have no idea about coronavirus yet. We have no idea about anything that's happening. But I just come back from the future and I tell you guys, hey, guess what? We're going to have a tournament yeah. played behind closed doors, which, yeah. like Kyle said, we've, we've always had this theory, oh, we, we, it's hard to play at home and the pressure of the home fans. We play better in Chicago and in better in, in Colorado and, and yeah. in front of no fans. We've always had that theory. So if I, <laughs> if I tell you in December 15th, hey, we're going to start in June. We're going to have a, a closed-door tournament in Orlando. We're going to be the host of a group, and the winner gets a CCL berth. I'm pretty sure 100 out of 100 Orlando City fans said, I don't, would have said, I don't care what happens. I don't care what needs to happen, but I would take that. I'll take that all day. Please, please yeah. let that happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, sure. I mean, we're, get, we're getting gifted this, this opportunity, I feel like. Um, and we don't have to win the tournament. But this is an opportunity to become to to earn respect, to become respected, yeah, to, be, so to, to to get yourself off of being the bottom dweller of the league. Mm-hmm. You know, if you go out there and, and you go, oh one and two in the group and don't even make the knockout stages after they've handed you a a a, a host spot, that you're not gonna you're you're gonna lose respect and that whatever we have left. But if we can go out and make the semifinals again, you know, not even make the finals, we can make the semifinals. Of, of this tournament, it, it, it'll you'll have the – it's going to have way more limelight than a, a U.S. Open Cup ever will, would have had in the history of, of U.S. Open Cups. Yeah. So if, be, if we can go out there and make a semifinal or even make the final, but, you know, we're going to gain respect. And now this is a chance. We go out there and win the thing, you know, that's a huge, huge, you know, boost. step in the, in the right direction yeah, for, yeah. for yeah. getting us out of the doldrums of MLS. And, and it takes pressure off the regular season because we already have a CCL berth. When we, yep. we could try some stuff. And I don't care if we win the whole thing. I mean, I do. But if we win our group, I'm going to be like, look, we won our group. We want yeah. something. That means something. We won our group. That, that's, I, we, we, have to, we have to build on something. And winning Gotta start winning a group is, is where you build. <laughs> so if, if making the playoffs is considered success for the regular season, yeah. what is considered success in this tournament? I'd say winning a group. Winning a group? Yeah, I think so. What do you think, Alex? I would say I would say it's so I mean the USA is is subpar on a world level and success for them is getting past the round of sixteen, right? Yeah. So you get into the group and then you win one knockout game. I would say that would make me happy. Um I think that, that would keep us even as far as respect. It wouldn't gain any, it wouldn't lose any. It's kinda of, but anything past that is when you start to see the you know, the, the change happen and, 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 and the confidence gain and, mm-hmm. and the fans starting to say, oh, wow, you know, maybe we yeah. are. Maybe Oscar Perea is the real deal. Yeah. We're in the if, semifinals. If, if winning the group, <laughs> if we lose the group, it's here we are again, here we go again, right? If we win the group, then it's like, okay, wait a second. You know, maybe, maybe this is a turnaround. That's what I mean. Yeah. Losing a group, it, it will look poor, it will look bad on us. I think that was a great question, Kyle. I'd be interested to see whoever's listening to this. <laughs> Uh, so let me ask what, you guys what, what you guys would think too, you know. Yeah, for sure. What would be a so success. this is more like a league cup. Like how the EPL has it. It's a warm up, yeah. It's a warm up league cup kind of thing. So it's a preseason with soft steroids. So it's basically a preseason. Now, are we sure we're gonna have a, a regular season after this? What are the chances of having that? That's not that's not for definite yet, is the thing. No, it's not. So if we there's a CCL berth at this. We say whoever wins this tournament gets the CCL. How many CCL berths are there for MLS? Isn't it three? 
I think four. Four well, three plus the Canadians. Yeah. 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 So where are the other two? I'm not talking about the Canadian, but where are the other two coming from? The, the champion and the what else? The Porter Shield and then MLS Cup champion. Yeah. So where yeah. are the other two coming from if if we don't have a regular season? I, they'll probably do like what they did with Atlanta uh, when they added the spot and they just do combined points over the last two years or whatever. That's uh, that's what or I would assume be, that they'll do. What about the ones that didn't uh, finish the Champions League? Will they be able to come back in? Oh, you're talking about the, the I didn't even think about that. Progress? The CCL yeah. is in progress? I don't know. Maybe they, they attend to that. Or maybe they expand they for add an extra one. Two, is this, that another? And the, and the season's over, basically. That's what yeah. I'm thinking. Yeah, or just they just give add, them one add another group. And, and well, then just add another group. LAFC is going to win this tournament anyways, so there's your problem solved. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if, especially when it's a knockout tournament, any, I think it's going to win. I mean, yeah, look, there's a, if I'll be honest, I think Orlando City. Yeah. I think Orlando City will make it to the semis of this. Yeah. I think we I can, can win a group. I can and see it that's, for sure. That's it. I, can, I, 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 I want to be hopeful about something. We haven't seen anything in a while. I want to be hopeful we could win the group at least. I could see uh, uh, semifinals. Uh, yeah. You were talking about the CBA, Eddie. The yeah. Contract. Mm. So if yeah. we don't have a season, we just have this tournament. Yeah. Yes, they 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 took pay cuts, mm. as we know. Now, does that mean that you know Nani basically next year's his final year, or do we are they adding? another year to these contracts from what i understand that this time frame isn't i mean if they don't do a regular season kind of doesn't count you know so that's from what i understand i'm not i'm not certain but but uh and not um nani nani could, could i'm sure i'm sure if nani says look i'm 32 33 and i want to finish my career in sporting you know and he can make noise and go well, i'm not i'm not just saying him i'm, I'm just saying in general Maurice you Barrea, know yeah I think what what J what JJ is trying to say is the real Are the real uh, a, a example year? is if if we don't play another game after this cup do we are we stuck with Dom in 2021 <laughs> he's trying to be nice. I didn't want to say nice. that because I, I don't want to get I don't want to get I don't want to get especially with the the their Twitter <laughs> especially with the, uh, with the transfer news right with the transfer yeah. news coming in today so Mr. yeah what was his name? His name is uh, JJ. You got his name? Oliver Gerban. There, he made that. He's a striker, so. A striker winger <laughs> for Marseille. Yeah, he's a striker winger. I mean, obviously, somebody that uh, could be replacing Dom. But that's that's I think JJ. Your question is what every what's weighing on the minds of a lot of diehard Orlando City supporters right now who have sat and watched failure up top from not only Dom but from pretty much everybody we've put up there. Um, for the last umpteen years since we've been in existence, right? Or since we got rid of Kyle Lahren. So um, I think that's a valid point. I'd be interested to know. I think they, I think FIFA did release something about that, but the last I, I had heard when uh, Ricardo has mentioned it, they, he even, he, even he was saying that they were still waiting to hear from FIFA about that. So from what I understand is that they, they, it doesn't start to clock. But I think JJ's question was if we do a, a tournament that's three regular season games, is the clock start then, right? If there's no regular season, you don't start the clock. But if it's a semi regular the clock. season, so I mean, you the, start and the, the clock. What Alex was saying, what Alex was saying is, I mean, this tournament 
seems like there's going to be a regular season because yeah, the three it seems games like the are regular season. Too. They're counting towards regular season. And the CBA they negotiated would seem like an assumption on the on the pay cut for the season. I mean, everybody, everyone's getting everybody but baseball has figured something out, right? And and uh, and baseball that the union has different leverages and they always win. Where MLS doesn't really have that strength, so you know. Yeah, and honestly, JJ, if you want my honest opinion, I don't think there's any chance in hell the MLS is going to go from August to March without playing a match. Yeah, I do not think that will ever happen. They won't. They won't do it. They'll lose so much. Uh, so much. Oh, they lose game. money. You, yeah, I mean, and and just this notoriety and and the TV up and coming TV deal. Yeah, I mean, you can't go seven, eight months without playing a game. So they'll, they may squeeze it down to maybe twenty-one games, twenty-four games. Um, but I don't envision uh, MLS where we don't play from August to March. I mean, you already see how weak, how weak, not weak, but how much of a the owners are backed into a corner right now with the way that the players really got everything that they needed and wanted for 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 the CBA. Um, so I think the owners will never let that occur. I mean, the dude from Charlotte spending $350 million to have his team start in March. I don't think he wants it to start off of a eight month hiatus. So. And don't forget the TV deal. If, if, if the league's out of sight, out of mind, and soccer's not that big in this country where it's at the forefront of everyone's mind, right? People, people, you could ask the majority of people that they even forgot that soccer was off at this time, sadly. I wish so they you, were you, more you don't like wanna... the UFC and they were pushing it, you know, because now I feel like now is a chance for soccer to get popular, you know? Exactly. Like, yeah, there's a void. There's a void. Hey, Kai, what do you think? So just reading up, it looks like, and this probably – may have already been kind of talked about, but FIFA basically extended the June summer window, uh, transfer window. So now that it, instead of it expiring at the end of June, it'll expire whenever these leagues are able to complete their seasons. So any player whose contract was up in the summer window um, will now be pushed um, to whenever that respective league can complete their season. Um, so anybody like maybe a Dom or whoever that expires in the winter window, I don't think they'll move or push um, that window or that contract. Now, what does that mean for uh, – th there's a lot of – basically from what I've read is there's a lot of uh, wiggle room within FIFA and respective leagues to meet a compromise with the players. Um, but I, I would imagine um, – with with a lot of younger players, they're gonna have a legal fight with teams trying to extend their contract due to loss of games. If you're a 21, 22 year old kid and you're you know you're you're reaching kind of like the client the the up point of your career or the prime and Alfonso Davies type, you don't want your contract extended a year even due to this you know COVID. So I think I think from a young player's perspective, you'd want your contract to be you know, end when it was supposed to end. So that way you can explore other options, whether that's abroad or, you know, a renewing contract. Um, so in my opinion, I don't, I don't think we'll see, I don't think we'll see these contracts being extended um, because of loss of games. I think they're going to be respected based on the year that they were signed for. So that's just based on what I've read. 
Yes. I think that would be the most logical yeah. and fairest way to do it. I think so, too. I think ultimately when they figure the regular season out, I think that's what it's going to be. But like it wasn't 34 games, but it was 21, and you know, and it's not your fault. And, and yeah, that's a, you are taking away money right out of people's, people's you know, wallet just by doing extending contracts like that. Well, Orlando City, I mean, it's taking money out of my pocket, you know, for these tickets that, you know, I'm not going to the games for. So, well, they, they sent an email out like a week ago, basically saying, um, in honor of you completing or making your payments or staying a member, season ticket member, we're going to give you a discount code on the MLS store. Yes, I and saw I, that. I wanted to throw my laptop. I was like, are you kidding me? Wow. Like, I didn't even notice about, that. I didn't even look for How about it. some news on whether or not, like, our tickets are going to roll over in the next season? Yeah, for uh, sure. Wow. That's terrible. I'm glad I didn't see that. It was really, like, it is horrible taste. I don't know who their marketing person is, but. Um, but I think that was from the, that's all MLS. That what, right. what you saw, Kyle, was all the teams, MLS giving the discounts. And they were stupid. They were, like, 15% off Adidas, 30% off the uh, MLS store. 15%? And I think there was a. Yeah, 30% off MLS store, 15% off Adidas, and I think yeah. it was some ridiculous something else for like 10 or 15% off. I'm like, yeah. come on, how much have we spent already on these yeah. tickets, you know? Yeah. Thanks for your uh, I want to see. I want to see what they yeah. give us because they say they're going to give these people that paid and everything. I want to see what their compensation is. You know what it is? Hey, guess what? Your season ticket member, come on in. You get a free practice. That's what mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. That's probably what well, it's going to be. Only redeemable on Monday or Wednesday where everybody works and stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be. be right, real like. quick, let's talk about we're, – we're talking about no fans at these games, right? Uh-huh. So, we know there's going to be no fans in, in the stadiums there at Disney. As a soccer player, you know, put yourselves in a soccer player's shoes. You're used to hearing the fans cheering. You're used mm-hmm. to hearing – seeing people. You know, I've I've watched some of the Bundesliga game, and all I hear is cursing, and all I hear is ah 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 screaming. Okay, <laughs> so the Portuguese league started last week, and uh, the Benfica game. You know what they had? They actually had sound in the stadium of the fans and the uh, the supporter groups. Okay, and they actually had cut out billboards with the um uh with the, the figure of a person with the basically the scarf on it like they were holding the scarf with the real scarf and they filled it up with i think 30,000 which was just like the lower level uh of the stadium but they also had sound so and then other portuguese teams have done the same thing they're putting sound porto game was had sound so they're putting sounds like you know, having the supporter group. Do you think that's a good idea, just to have that atmosphere for these players? Yes. So the Bundesliga did the same thing, and they started off with no sound, and you, yeah. like you said, all you heard was the, the communicating, which I guess was cool because you could see how yeah. they talk on the field. Great. Uh, but then they started putting in the the supporters. They started making pumping in artificial noise. And I think it killed – it made it better. It killed that dead silence. It gave it a little bit of atmosphere. My wife, who's not a soccer fan, even came in and was like, where's that sound coming from? The stands are empty. 
Um, but so it, it, I think it made it more realistic. You see some teams, like you said, putting in the cutouts of fans. I know there's some leagues where they're putting video boards with fans on Zoom calls. Mm -hmm. I thought that was really innovative. Um, now, the problem, that works there because they're getting an actual home game. Um, how the MLS will do it when it's a neutral site, I don't – maybe – at minimum, I hope they put in – they pump in sound. Because yeah. wide world of sports with no fans and no sound is just going to be – it's a scrimmage. It's yeah, going to be gonna a look like, It's going to look like an academy game. Yeah, and any casual viewer is going to flip through the you – know, we're going to watch regardless, right? We're, avid fans are going to watch regardless. Got it. But a casual fan flipping through the channels is going to be like, is this college soccer? Like, what is this? <laughs> yeah, um, so I think you have to. That, in my it's, opinion, it's something else that the TVs uh, did in the Portuguese league was they actually had – they actually put sound. They pumped noise through their stream. Uh, just basically saying, you know, there was one that was ole, ole, and you could hear the fans in the background. Just while the person was uh, doing the play-by-play -play of the game, you, you, you heard the feedback, you know. Mm. So that's something that ESPN or Fox, when they televise these games, they could be doing also if there's no sound pumping into the stadium at Disney. So, I mean, those are things that just so they can attract people. And like you're saying, Kyle, you're flipping through the channels. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I don't feel like watching this. There's nobody, you know, and somebody's not going to even stop watch it. I mean, us, we'll watch it because it's soccer. It's, we love soccer. Yeah, we're marks. But how are you going to get these fans or this the person that's watching TV to stop and, and start watching soccer? That's the main important question. That's a good good point. I definitely think there should be some sound. I do like the hearing the players talk. That would be cool. I mean, I, I would I would pay like maybe they could like defer or keep an extra monthly charge for my season tickets if I could hear what Nani screams at Dom when he doesn't make the run or gives a heavy touch from a perfect pass. I mean, who who would want to hear that, right? That would be. Hilarious. I hear it. I hear <laughs> yeah. it. I, I heard him yelling at Juan Montino. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Fair enough. Well then, um, uh, well the rest of us in the peanut gallery like to hear it, Jay. And uh, um, so I, I I don't want. I mean, I don't really. I, I get that there should be a good atmosphere, and I do. It is weird doing it in, in Atlanta. Remember, the Falcons were uh, fined by the NFL for pumping noise into their, their stadium because Atlanta fans are so amazing. Um, and, and you go to Atlanta, the Atlanta soccer, when you watch the, them play soccer at the football stadium, it, it, it sounds it sounds like there's just this white noise. Right, JJ? It's like this constant, yeah. almost like you're in a room full of servers. It's just yep. noise yeah. there. So I'm sure there's some, like, ambience kind of pumping in already but but i do i do think it helps the players and motivates them i think it looks it, it makes for a better product i have an idea for a twist though so my twist is this whoever's up gets to pick the music or whatever the ambiance is so if you're you're up two goals you know you just put on a vubuzuela track or something make it super annoying or pump put up just your supporters and, and you know create for a more at, a fun atmosphere or you can have live musicians there I mean, if you really want to get that casual fan you know be like whenever uh whenever orlando scores we get some you know some orlando musician or someone popular with the latin community or something like that there you go or you know orlando orlando has been a home for plenty of musicians so bring a bring a boy band and score <laughs> i'm just kidding make it personal and make it somehow but imagine imagine if, if if you know the german team wins and now it's just a techno for the next 45 minutes until you you equalize <laughs> i thought that'll be fun
I, I know that sports gambling is not <laughs> legal in Florida yet, but I think there's another opportunity uh, to kind of – I don't know what the MLS's stance is on gambling, but right now you've got a window where you have a large market – and sports gambling is a massive business, and you have a large market where there's not a whole lot to bet on. And I think one of the things that's helping these – you know, uh, Portugal's league and Bundesliga – is it's something for avid sports gamblers to bet on. Yeah, the English you win? gamble like crazy. Did you win on the Benfica game? Yeah, it's the only sports that are on right now. <laughs> uh, I actually won today on Portugal on some F team. I can't even pronounce. Publico. Uh, yeah, they won three to one. Bless them. Yep. Got a hundred dollars. Uh, so I think you have a a, a niche that you could uh, get in new fans if you're able to talk about. It just gives you something to talk about and kind of promote when you don't have the, the atmosphere there. You can kind of bring in sports gambling as well. Um, I don't think they'll do it just because it's not legal in Florida and Florida's hosting the games. But it would have been a great opportunity to kind of talk about sports gambling and bring in sports gamblers because there's nothing else to bet on right now. Now, NBA maybe when it comes back, but you have, you know, a, an open market for sports gambling. Well, yeah, it's a good I mean, idea. Hopefully, that that they, when the league starts, that picks up, and there's some kind of shared revenue aspect to it. Anything that the TV deal is coming, but it's never going to be as big as the other TV deals for the major sports in this you country know, are. So in, you could add Europe, supplement that with with gambling. That's great. In Europe, there's a lot of sponsors uh, that are gambling. Oh, in England, uh, there's you know, tons bet, of teams. Yeah, Bet, bet Three Six Five. Bet Three Six Five. All these, you know. Mm. And the only thing I see here in America is what is it? FanDuel and DraftKings Draft are the King, only yeah. sponsors. Are, are the only? I mean, but there's so many big groups of gambling companies that splur money, you know, yeah. onto these leagues in the Spanish league and and the Portuguese league, the EPL, all those. That and that's something that MLS. Well, and the problem is is like Kyle was saying, you know, Florida, we have the laws here and everything. Mm. It's 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 kind of kind of weird to touch all that on those stuff. Um, we lost Alex, so I, we'll get oh, Alex is in a little bit later. Yeah, well, yeah, I was thinking this. Imagine if if you could gamble and you had like a over under on Ted Uncle yellow cards. I mean, in England, you, you could you there's parlay and there's bets for everything. You know, like who who uh, everything. You'd be surprised and. Um, how many gold kicks and things all like just odd odd kind of kind of things like that and then or over under how many times down flops stuff like that that'll be i take some action on that i take the, yeah. i take i'll take a push on four four <laughs> man you're on mute there alex i had to yeah, talk no. to my realtor for 10 minutes walking through the set of my cameras and then I, I come back and all i hear is the over under on dom's flops yeah, we're talking about gambling. Kyle was saying it's a great opportunity because <laughs> of the lack of the lack of uh, sports on live sports. That there'd be a great opportunity for for to MLS to kind of incorporate, you know, or partner up with some gambling companies versus sports yeah. gambling. Like the NBA is like it's happening. NFL too, you know. They're like it, it's yeah, already I mean, happening. Think, Why don't we make some money off of it? It's not far fetched to think that in a, a decade we'll be able to walk to a Seven Eleven and place sports bets. I, I think so. Yeah, like Alex. We had the question uh, while you were gone about fans. There's no fans in the stadium. Bundesliga, Portuguese League right now are the only soccer so far right now. And they're pumping in noise into the stadium to make it sound real for these players. And some of them have cut up boards of 
you know, faces of the uh, members of the from the club and all that with scarves. What do you think? Do you think that's a good idea? Do you think the MLS should adopt that here at the Wide World Disney's Complex or whatever it's called? Um, I think it has little to no effect for players. I think that is solely to uh, to appease the viewerships on the television. Um, and honestly, if we're going to do that Wild World of Sports where there's seating for 500 people, it's probably not best to pump in uh, the voices of 20,000. Um, so... I don't know. I, just I, just I, take I a Columbus crew sample. Just use that. Yeah, yeah. They they should probably take the crew sample. Well, uh, I don't know. That may be a little too little, people. Because uh, don't don't forget, there is going to be press and stuff at the at these games. So, Columbus might be too little. No, but uh, no. I I mean I I think either way it'll be it'll be, I'll take it or leave it. I don't care though. I, I think I don't think it affects the players at all. I mean, what did the Bundesliga? They had the first thirty home games. I think seven seven victories from from the home team. So that that goes to show you it matters. I think so, but uh, it, it and it also goes to show you that the crowd noise doesn't matter. <laughs> it's yeah. just more so about the, about of, the people as opposed to the. What do you think of my noise? idea, Alex? Where whoever scores gets to pick whatever the ambient the music is. Whatever I would like that, yeah, like a walkout <laughs> song, but like a like a celebration song type of deal. Yeah, no, no, like I'm saying, if you're up one nothing, you just play whatever whatever you choose. Your playlist is on until oh, they equalize. Until, until uh, oh yeah, I can, I can see that too. <laughs> and you, I think you they, put, I mean that, that that would be fun. Like I think just just doing the status quo and pumping in fan music or fan noise and stuff that's just boring. I, th- I think if, if you're going to pump audio into uh, into a, a a broadcast, make it fun at least. Just do do some sound noises, soundboards, you know, burr, 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 you know stuff like that, but <laughs> and then uh, have the playlist available and then put the playlist on Spotify and everybody can follow along. Man. Yeah. I think, I, I think there there could be a fun way to do it, but I don't think crowd noise is pumping it in is the the fun way. So Kyle that's wants to know so- if Orlando's going to have Taylor Swift on the playlist or not. That's right. Kyle's <laughs> that's right <laughs> definitely tuning in i got a question for all of you guys real quick uh i know in germany and in portugal now i've seen fans are outside of the stadium is disney will be opening here shortly uh all their parks are going to be opening they're going to be open during this uh tournament with hotels and all that uh just like universal is already Will fans be camping out, you think, outside? When I mean camping, when their teams are playing, do you think the fans will be outside of the stadium at Disney Wide World of Sports? Or will Disney put a ban to that and, you know, because, you know, it's Mickey Mouse? The only fans that will be there be us, probably. So, yeah. yeah but imagine I think the Rutgers drum line. What if, what if the Rutgers aren't, you know, ILF drum line, the, our supporters drum line is there outside while they're playing? That could be cool. Honestly, I mean, the fans, if our fans wanted to, to make a, an impact, they, it wouldn't be showing up and breaking rules in that form. It would probably be doing it at 2 a.m. outside of hotels. Are you there suggesting you that some Barra Bravas might find out where the other teams are staying? And, and try <laughs> Listen, to I would never yeah. incite you anybody right? to, to, to do anything of that nature. This is not... <laughs> I heard Coronado uh, is, Springs is where they're staying at. Yeah, yeah. This is not a suggestion of any means. Our fans <laughs> and supporters would never do anything that you have just mentioned. We will but, let the other teams sleep eight hours a night. Yeah. 
let's just say like, let's just say if you guys if if uh if any of you guys listeners had plans to shoot off some giant rockets for the fourth of july uh they might already be sold out so yeah. the, intel, <laughs> the intel that supporters can find out is it's impeccable. Oh, yeah, they will yeah. know where these teams are staying. They will know where these teams are eating. They will know. They will find out. That's true. Tourism industry yes. is massive. Employees hear things like it's gonna be wild. Yeah, I think sure. it will be. I think that. I think. I mean, that's another way to like we talk about the crowd noise and how to help Orlando and how to give us an advantage to win the drum line at the outside defenses. Nah, nah. Be outside the hotel at 3 a.m. Once again, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not wanting people to do this. Maybe, but um, you know, if if you if you can and you can do it in a in a somewhat legal way, maybe just like a minor trespassing warrant, then it might be worth it. (laughs) Oh yeah. Uh, Like a sleeve never killed anybody, right, Uh, Alex? <laughs> uh, I think uh I think I think I I I mean cr- crowd noise whatever they they do uh technically the advantage should start with us so I'm hoping that that we show up and I hope that doesn't put added pressure on the guys but I think sitting around for the last 3 months and and you know we we talked about for in February we talked about Dom and how our last saving grace is you know he's making 1.5 million a year right now and nobody's going to pay him that next year so he's got to prove something this year so he can make something even remotely what he was going to be making this year mm-hmm. um, next year and, and the few years down the road but his time to prove himself just got sliced by a, a drastic amount so um you know maybe that helps for dom or i don't know maybe i'm just pulling strings and, and doing anything i can to to help out dom but maybe he's got his beard going and his smiles back so maybe we'll see what happens so I talked to uh, somebody over the weekend, and uh, you guys saw my Twitter. I put on there 20 days until OC starts. So I was at the local bodega, and uh, I spoke to uh, somebody, and they were uh, telling me, hey, listen, we're starting in 20 days. And this was on uh, Saturday. So that's basically in three weeks. So – we're looking at three weeks of the start date for this tournament at Disney, which makes sense because, I mean, everything's already last week. Everything was uh, agreed upon by the CBA. So they're getting everything ready. Uh, Garber already uh, met with. So now you're basically starting. You got two weeks training. Um, so, yeah. So basically uh, – you're looking at the end of June for the June? first game. End of June or the, like the third week of June? End of June. Based, end of June? Based on the, the 20 days, isn't that? Oh, I got you. 20? Fair. That was the 7th, right? 20? So what, the yeah. well, when did you say that? When did you say that? Oh, okay. I thought you the said The 6th or the 7th. Oh, yeah. okay. I thought it was I thought it was longer yeah. ago. But, yeah, it makes you're sense. You're looking at the end. Yeah. I, now, I, you, I don't know, now you're going to have all the NBA players and the MLS players there at Disney. Man, did those second wife, those second chicks are gonna find out real quick that they're second. <laughs> <In> the NBA. <laughs> That's Orlando players. They're just going from the home to the hotel. Like I, I'm, I honestly think that this waiting period is, is gonna help um, 
a, a few players. We had a, we have a fairly every year because we have been bad. We have a lot of turnover, right? Um, we had a lot of in, we had some injuries last year to key players like you know, like Mauricio Pereira and stuff. So I, I think him meshing in with with Urso and and Adam being healthy and all that. I think I still think to the last podcast, Dom being healthy and playing well is going to be huge and a key for us. And I think we, we have to include him in the run of play more. Like, even if he doesn't finish his chances, I think it's it's kind of do or die. We need him to succeed for us to succeed. And I, I think he's, you know, I'm, I'm fairly optimistic for some reason. He's got enough motivation. And he's got time to heal. Got a coach that, that believes in him. He's got everything. Everything's lining up for him to have a, a good year. So if he didn't believe that Oscar didn't believe in Dom, Dom would have been out of here already. Mm -hmm. There's yeah. something about Oscar he likes about Dom. And mm -hmm. I think, you know, it's like you're saying, Eddie, I think Dom might show off in this tournament. Yeah. I, I, I'm, Here's I'm his buying chance. low. Yeah, I'm buying, buying low. I mean, Dom, he I continuously think. gets chances, doesn't he? I mean, how many times have we said, here's Dom's chance to, well, yeah, I, read, to, 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 to <laughs> make a deal yeah. with all his wrongdoings? Here's his chance. To my so defense, this was my first time, one. bro. My defense was probably my first time being high and dumb, you know, for, for a while. <laughs> but last year, you were like, last year, you were like, we're getting there with this little doldrums. Dom's going to pull us out of it. What if Dom scores 10 goals the rest of the season? We're like two months left. <laughs> but uh, so I guess I'm, I'm the Alex this year. I'm high and dumb. <laughs> Kyle, you're too, right? You're with me on Dom this year? Yeah, I think the good news with Dom is he's going to get some sleep. Um, yeah, that's true. Kids, that's true. He won't be around his kids and his wife. Two dogs. Um, maybe it'll bother him, but Sydney will be in Utah for the the women's NWSL tournament. Mm -hmm. So um, I don't know if so she's taking the kids. Huh? I don't know if she's going to take both kids or I. None of my business. I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, they they have the, don't the get parents involved. I don't want much. you to get blocked by Sydney. Yeah. I like Dom. Look, look. There's a lot of hate on Dom. Yeah, I don't like join him. the club. Personally, <laughs> personally, what he's done for the club, what he's done for the supporters group, you cannot dis disregard or discard what he's done for this, uh, specifically ILF, I know. Um, so my qualms with Dom are most are on the field. I just want yeah, him to produce. And, and until he produces like a DP striker, I'm going to hold him accountable because as a DP player, you should be held to a higher standard. And so – uh, I think that's the frustration is he is not produced to the level that we expect of, or we should expect of our DPs. And we've had, we've had awful DPs, awful. awful. Like I'm not even going to name them because they don't deserve to be mentioned. Um, but outside of uh, Kaka and Nani, the, the, none, none of them have produced. And even Kaka, he produced when he was on the field, but he, he was so injury prone, he couldn't stay on the field. But anyways, so I think that's the frustration is I think the club and the supporters are, are, at the point where we just want our DPs to produce that we see exactly. other DPs across the league producing at. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's yeah. – yeah. My hang-up is always that, that he wasn't worth the DP tag or the money. And then because of the nostalgia, we paid him as such. But uh, but I never disliked him. I think I, I find him, like, charming. I like his annoying personality, to be honest. Uh, I actually I actually kind of like – I like him and Sid, I have to be honest. He's I, one I of like, those players when he's – I like this. He's an a-hole, but he's our a-hole. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Oh, I, 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 I'm all for – I don't – when it comes to sports and winning, all about talking trash and all that, I like Zlatan. I like all of that. Dunk yeah. on people, I'm no problem with all of that. Just just produce, and then you have the right to do so. And that, that's it. But I think this year, 
uh, we, we paid what we paid, but this year there, there are enough incentives to, to anticipate. He either has a little bit left in the tank before that last contract or he's just washed, man. He just doesn't have it anymore. But I think there's yeah, a little Dom, bit left. Dom hey, he's, from, Dom he's a smarter player than people give credit for. He went from having 40 games left to prove why he should make a million dollars a year to having maybe 25 games left to prove why he should yeah, make a million dollars a year. So, mm -hmm. yeah. and he uh, didn't play a single game in between that time. So we don't we have the alternative. About, yeah, yeah he, I'm sorry. Mean, he's got no choice but to. Yeah, but to we, we don't have a, a star striker. That it's been obvious that with with Alex Castro, with 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 Herman Cano. So we went from Herman to Jermaine now, and, um, and we've been trying to get some kind of striker or winger. We've seen we've been at, uh, I forgot the gentleman from the the, the 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 second division in La Liga, right? I forgot his name. Uh, was that Garcia? Yeah, the Romanian kid. Yeah, the Romanian. Uh huh. Yeah, I'm sorry, I forget the names, guys. Quarantine. Uh, but uh, all, we've been we've been attached to to left wingers, right wingers. We've we've been attached to uh, to, to them. So it's obvious we're, we're trying to uh, to to bring in some attacking <laughs> options, right? So we're we're thinking not just post on, but they're not necessarily strikers. Right, so we've been looking out wide, which is kind of like post Nani kind of thing. We don't really have two two solid wingers, anyways. So the, the club's aware of it, but I think if we were to add something here soon, it's not just what do we do when when Dom and Nani are gone. It's uh, how do we get the most out of them right now? And I, I think Dom is a person who needs to get enough more touches, and I think we need to play through him a little bit more. Not not like through him, not not have him on the ball more than Nani. I mean, the Nani or Pereira, they need to be pulling the strings. I think mostly Pereira. But um, but the, the the man who needs to kind of get to the to the spot to finish, and to, for the game plan to be that way is for to to get Dom involved more. You can't give the guy the, the ball four or five times a game and expect him to do magic every touch. People people get cold, get rusty, they get out of the game mentally. So, so my question is, what is Dom? Can Dom get re-signed as a DP? And if you think he can be re-signed as a DP, what production does he have to show? to get another DP level contract. I, he, he would, he would have to have, he would have to duplicate his one year that he, he really was worthy of a DP. And at this age, it doesn't, I mean, it's not that likely. I mean, BWP did it when he was older, but I don't, I don't know if he has a skill set to be a DP worth this money as it is. How old is Dom right now? Th 30. He's 30 years old. Uh, I think I would to answer your question. Yeah, to answer your question, I mean, to me, if you, you want a minute and a half, I need like 17 to 20 goals. Well, like okay, wait, a reduced schedule. So A reduced schedule. Um, if you're reducing five, the schedule by like – Don't, don't, because you, you don't – I think to me, if you're going to be successful, there, there's ways to build, a, build it. We still don't have a deep team. Right. And there's some teams that you see like an NFL. Some teams can can spend high on a quarterback and still win. But most of them who win don't have a real expensive quarterback. Right. Like the, the Seahawks, when, when they had to sign when to pay Russell Wilson, they, they had to lose some of the Legion of Boom. Right. Uh, Tom Brady took a lot of pay cuts um, to, to stay uh, for the Patriots to be able to add pieces. And the Packers haven't haven't really done much since they had to pay Brett Favre. I mean, they had to pay Aaron Rodgers a lot. So my point is, I think you can get top ten production from a striker without DP money, based on the system. I think I think uh, I think Max Rudy pretty much made DP money, but I don't think you need a twenty goal scorer in a twenty goals uh, a season score for 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 an Oscar team to win. I don't think he's had that. I think I think he probably prefers wingers to to maybe spend on wingers and like a number ten than he is on a striker, perhaps, just the way he, he, his style is. So I think I'd rather, I'd rather develop a DK or something like that. 
or or invest in a maybe a veteran striker at a lower cost with something to prove on, on his last contract, and then instead of a you know give a thirty year old a bunch of money, I think you you could and then and then build use that money to rebuild to build the rest of the roster. We still have a lot of holes we need to fill. We have a lot of people on loan. We have a lot of uh, people who, who whose contracts are coming up too. Mueller, Pereira. Um, we have you know Pereira on loan. We have Pichlego on loan. Carlos on loan. Um, we have Motinho's going to be coming up soon. Mueller's coming up soon, right? I mean, uh, so there's a lot left, and I don't want to commit a huge amount of money to a position where I don't think you need 20 goals from not an Oscar, not an Oscar system. If that makes any sense. All right. What do you guys think, Alex? Went crazy. No, I mean, I can agree. I, I, I can see what you're saying, but I'll never, I'll never say no to 20 goals. No, I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm saying you could get 20 goals from Carlos Vela as a striker. You know, I mean, you if you find a guy you. like like Cano or I mean, the guy's sma smashing it at Vasco for you know the four or five games he played, he's had like six or seven goals. So, um, well, you know, if, if, Dom, if, really. if you could find find a if a DP and and you're you know about as sure as you can be to mm -hmm. to say that he's going to come in here and, and dominate, then I say go for it. But mm -hmm. I, yeah. I I also agree with you. I don't think you know you need a guy. We're not like. Atlanta, we're not going to play three in the back and, and no. push, 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 and, and yeah, well, and need, if, yeah, you know, two if or Kyle three goals a game. So, if Kyle said top three scoring, then I would say that, but top 10 is what I'm saying. Like, you know, from 10 to oh, six, I mean, yeah. I, yeah, 10 to six, I think you could get there's been guys like you know, there's been plenty of guys who scored 12, 13 goals. Look around the league, you know, like Houston had like two guys who scored like 13 goals. You have guys out there that the jump, I forgot the guy from from Portland is you know, he's finishing shots. You're, you're getting you're getting 12, 13, 14 goals in a season, which is what Dom's normal average is for 200,000, 200,000 dollars a year. You just got to find someone like that. I think maybe Daryl DK would be that. All right. Yeah. Anyways, guys. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. All right. We're back. Okay. A little, little hiatus there. Alex, you're on mute, by the way. You're unmuted now. I know. This This is my first time with this app you guys got in 2020. What do you guys expect from – what do you expect? Has your opinion changed? What do you expect for the season? Are you – or excited that you think we'll do better or, or what are your expectations like playoffs still or what do you think Kyle for me I'm just looking at the season or not the season the tournament I think yeah okay I don't Kyle, think we have any expectations to be honest because we don't hmm. what is like Jason said earlier what are we going to do after this tournament is there going to be a season are we going to have another tournament part two where we give hmm. out another CCL berth so hmm. I think to me, growth is the expectation. Um, I know that's like a vague answer, but uh, I want to see that. I want to see a team that's competitive um, and not competitive. We we've always been good at beating teams that we kind of should beat. We can beat the FC Cincinnati's. We can beat the like Mid Columbus Crews. I want to see us win a game where we're not supposed to win. Last year, we didn't have a single win where we weren't a Vegas favorite. All of our wins came when we were – Vegas said we should win. So I would love to see us go and beat in Atlanta or uh, go and beat in L.A. Um, and so that to me is like that's when we start turning the corner, when we start beating these teams that we're not supposed to beat. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, we used to do that with and the Red Bulls. That would be the one we used to beat, or Portland. 
Let me let me clarify my earlier statement about going August to March without a game. There's one situation where I'd be okay with that, and uh, it'd be if we were champions. So if we go out and uh, if we go out and and win the tournament, I can give. I don't care, damn, if if we play another game. To be honest, until March. That's fine. Me too. Yeah. Champions of 2020. We own the year. I would. If you're first real hardware, like I'll take yeah. that game. Oh yeah. I don't care, man. I'll, I'll go. I'll go eight months as champion. I mean, it could be. We don't have to get a star even. I, I mean, I just just give us the trophy and let me sit and bask in it. I don't. I would. Care. I would troll so hard. I would say like, look, everybody. We we won. We were so good that the the league just decided to call it off for a year. You know. Yep. Everybody was scared. I would troll so hard. Yeah. That's... To clarify my other thing, if if we could get guaranteed a 20 goals of course i would want to pay dp money i just don't think dom will do that i think we'll, we'll, we'll hand he'll end up being from like 10 to 6 at the at the best in the league and i don't think you need to pay a premium for that that's yeah. what i was trying to say <laughs> and i mean no matter how, how good of a scout is you know we could think as high as ricardo or anybody that we want ricardo will tell you too you can't nail everyone you know at the end of the day it's still some part of it is still uh, a shot in the dark you know, when you're signing mm-hmm. players, especially to a large transfer fee, especially to a league like MLS. So. Yes, for sure. JJ, what are your expectations? Have they changed anything? My expectations is, I mean, for this tournament, like I said earlier, I think we I think we can make it to the semifinals. Oh. Uh, I mean, we're going to have to see who's in our group first off. Yeah. And, you know, oh, I can't yeah. wait to see. Uh, I'll be sitting by the TV just like the World Cup and seeing when those ball ping pong balls – come out or whatever and who gets picked where <laughs> yeah. but um no, we're gonna get the big group aren't we isn't there like a big group? Oh, we, yeah we'll the be in the group, group of death, death. Yeah. yeah group of death but well, uh, yeah we also know that we won't be in atlanta's group right yeah, that's yeah. The got their own group. so um i honestly think that you know from what i saw from orlando city in the first two games i was actually impressed i i it, it was just a different type of soccer that was being played it wasn't, you know, back in the Jason Christ or James O'Connor era. Oscar knows what he's doing. Um, and Dang. I think we, fi- <laughs> we finally have a, a coach that is, and I've always been saying it, you know, bring in an international coach. And when I mean international, I mean somebody that can speak all three or four languages instead of, you know, and that we have it. We have a coach that can speak English, Spanish, Portuguese. Heath, Heath could barely had... speak one language. Who? Adrian Heath <laughs> could barely speak one language. Yeah. So <laughs> I love and, the guy, and, but <laughs> and so so basically now we have a, a team that's all around. This guy can speak to whoever in English, can speak to a guy in Spanish, can speak to a guy in Portuguese, unlike Adrian Heath, Jason Christ, and James O'Connor. The guys were looking at him like, uh, what are you saying? So I I actually like Oscar. I like what he's doing. And I see and I like his assistants, the Buzan guys. Those guys are phenomenal, too. Ricardo is doing a phenomenal job with the scouting. So I I honestly, I see semifinals. And then uh, if the season continues, I can see us. If there's a playoff, I can see us in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. I mean, I had – I had us in what fourth or third. You in, did, in you the, did. You had you had us hot. So I I I like what I see and, and I'm liking it. A lot of us were high on the signings. A lot of us were high on the coach. Now the the coaches have more time with the signings to get acclimated, right? 
And uh, so there's no reason to, I don't find a reason to, to be, to bring down, you know, the predictions we had or our hopes. So I'm with you, JJ. All right. Anything else anyone want to talk about? Anything no, else? I'm I mean, good. all right. <laughs> well, <laughs> We're rusty. that's great to know. I mean, this is a great podcast. Yeah. 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 I think Kyle, we covered like, uh, about everything. What, what else is there to talk about other than the seven yeah. games and uh, the transfer? Yeah. The transfer did the guys, I think two goals and five assists so far. So, you know, you know, I think a lot of the guys we're, we're looking at wingers seem to be, you know, guys who, who bomb out wide and, and are good at, you know, passing as well too. I'll just, I, I've, I mean, I've always, I'm always into the transfer rumors, but all this stuff going on, I'm just like, I don't have time for that. Yeah. I just, I, show me when he's got the picture of the purple Jersey hanging where it says Orlando and gold seats in the back. And that's when I know it's just, it's official. It's good. I can actually count on him, but I, I, I don't want to see another uh, Herman Cano go to a Brazilian team and, and just, just bomb it out in the first three, four games. And I, I just, that hurts so oh, yeah. bad. Doesn't that well, suck? You it's know? Whenever, they, whenever we're going to get someone, I totally root for them to fail or whenever it's someone like, yeah, team. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. It's just, you know, because then you look back and you're like, man, maybe we should have made that offer. Yeah, no, I just want to be like, you know what? We didn't want you. We didn't want you anyways. Because you saw, you know, but then they brought out. I just, that's to me that I hate that situation because it all, it seems like it always happens. We always get this transfer rumor uh, going through and then it doesn't happen. And then they go to a different team and then we get to watch them just absolutely ball out at the other teams. So, so I I try not to get too caught up on the transfer rumors anymore. I'm more excited for the, uh, for the tournament that's coming up and i'm really most excited for it because it's our i think it's our best chance we've ever had to win major silverware at this level you know and 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 i don't i don't think i think everybody should be able to agree with that considering it's on our home it's it's literally in our home city and uh we've we've had all this extra time with oscar like everybody like you guys have been saying i mean this is our chance to to shine I don't know if we'll have it. I can't say with confidence that we have a logistic or a legitimate shot to win the whole thing, but I can say with confidence MLS is crazy. Wouldn't be any. I think any one of the teams um, could win it because you don't know. You don't know how the teams are going to react. You don't know how teams are going to react, especially especially when they get to the knockout stages. Because once they get the regular season games out of the way. Like I said, you don't know how they're going to react. If, if, especially if there's a guarantee for the season at that point, if, if there is a, you know, we know we're going to play 21 games or we know we're going to play 18 games after this yeah. tournament is done, um, you know, you just don't know. Will teams say, oh, well, we're going to wait for these 18 games. We're going to wait for these 21 games, you know, or will they say, we don't care about those 18 games. We're going to go as hard as we can for these next four games, you know. So I think you'll see uh, – uh, different approach a different strategy once we get to that point from different teams and i think with orlando it's going to be balls to the wall we're going for we're going to to get this w we're going to we're trying to get this silverware here in our hometown and we do great also on tournaments i mean honestly we do pretty decent i mean even it's a pre-season invitational but the u.s open cup (laughs) you know Um, other than losing to miami fc and no we did great in the open cup one time uh, the preseason no, invitation we're undefeated. Our U- hey, I'm not talking about MLS. I'm talking USL days. You know, we beat oh, the yeah, Rapids, gotcha. and you know, okay. so. Uh, but we do pretty good in tournaments. I have a question though. So you brought this up earlier, Kyle. This is an honor, Cleon, because whenever we think we're done, we're not. So I'm just doing this 
partially on purpose, but I, I forgot to bring this out. Kyle, you talked about depth. Um, and it, we're now with five subs, right? If, if they continue like the other leagues that do five oh. subs and in a tournament style, do you do, who, who do we call? Do we have, do we have five players on the bench <laughs> worthy of coming in? The depth part is where I think we're working on it, but we're not there. That, what do you think about that? Well, I think it's, it's also going to be a potential issue if you have our B team that is required to play games. So where does that leave a Daryl DK or, you know, one of those fringe sub B team players? Mm -hmm. uh, if we do have five subs, you would think they would probably stay with the first team. Um, so that adds an interesting wrinkle. Um, I think our, our strength is actually in our depth. Um, I don't think we have the star power like an LAFC or an, even an LA Galaxy before their uh, racist uh, winger got kicked off the team. Um, so I, I do think our, our strength is that now, more than any time in our team's history, I do think we have more depth. I, I think we have uh, four or five winger forwards that can play um, without much drop off because we don't have the top levels, but we don't have as much bottom level either. So mm -hmm. I, I think that's actually one of our benefits is that we're kind of average throughout the squad. Fair enough. Who are the five subs? If you had five subs to make, who are the five subs? You got Tesho, you got Mueller, you got uh, Perea. Yeah. Not Pereira, but Perea. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Yuri, if you need to close the game out? Right? Yuri. Yeah, yeah, and any one of the center backs. And, uh, Robinho. And, and Robinho, probably, right? Robinho. Yeah. I think, I mean, I, I, I'm, I know I'm, I, air more towards Kyle's side here with the depth I think we've uh you know we already touched on this in uh, earlier in the season the preseason pods where last year we had guys that were starters for us and they've been relegated to the bench um mm. you know those guys are going to be the the five so you know the Techos, the Robinos the Muellers um th those guys that have maybe seen their position uh, at the very least have some competition added and for some of them have seen some starters come in over top of them straight up, you know, mm -hmm. I think those guys will come in and, and have the hungriness and the, the fight to maybe earn their spot back. And, and I, I, I think depth will work in our favor. I, I don't think it will work against us. I'm with Kyle on that. Did you? I agree. No, I agree. Yeah. Depth is, we have great depth right now. Um, we've mentioned some good players, Yuri, Ravino, uh, Mueller, you know, the spark. He's great off, off the bench, the bench you know, uh, Perea, uh, Andres Perea, I mean, phenomenal. And, uh, I mean, we're not even talking about Patino or, or even, That's true. you know, DK, DK. Uh, or yeah, Desar. You know, I loved, I loved what I saw from Desar yeah, too. Desar looked good. Yeah. Desar, yeah, another one. Right now, if huh? Amal Miller starts. Yeah. Yeah, we could we could put Jao and and uh, as you know higher up or play three at the back, and we have options. Kamal Miller, I forget. Yeah, we, yeah, we got solid, player. solid. So our depth, I'm not concerned about whatsoever on the bench. I mean, I think we've got. It's great to have five subs. <laughs> to be honest, five subs is going to be interesting because I'll be yeah. interested to see. Will coaches go in with the intention to change 
right at halftime or maybe even before halftime yeah. you know if, <laughs> if, if you got if you got a nani who who we just were in game three of the knockout stages let's just set up a, an example game three of the knockout stages we have to win to get through or, or not the uh the uh, the uh, group no, stage group we have to win to to get through to the knockout stage and nani's got to play all 90 and may and and maybe we we have to you know he, he's got to play 90 plus five or six minutes Maybe the next game you're like, listen, you're going to go. We need you on to start. We're going to give you the first half, 45 minutes, or maybe even just the first 30 minutes. Give us something, and then we'll, we'll sub you out. But it, I think adding the fifth, the fourth and fifth sub is going to give – it'll be interesting to see if coaches use it in the way that I think people conform the idea to use it, you know, as a fourth and as a fifth sub, or if they're going to use it to maybe find an advantage, to find one little way to – uh, in, in math or numbers or, or, or something to find a, a situation or a spot in the game where maybe it'll benefit them in a way that it wouldn't just doing it in the 90th minute, you know. And, and with Kyle's point, that's a good point, Alex, and with Kyle's point about the drop-off not being that steep between different subs, right? If you, if you could pl- implement different styles or, or style and have continuity, right, and not worry about who's playing, the team's well-drilled enough, where sometimes, you know, last year I felt like, when we would play with, you know, five or six different players in a squad, sometimes we would play very differently, right? And it's like yeah, when we had this the South one, Americans yeah, in compared to yeah, the- yeah, yeah, yeah. We were, we were parking the bus and we couldn't attack with this group of players, or we could not play defense with this group of players. I, you know, I think Austria's going to have a more balance. So I think that the subs could be an asset, and I, I, I would be. It would be interesting to see if a soccer coach uses it like like they use pitchers in baseball now where now you have specialists, right? You know, relievers don't pitch three innings, maybe just one guy. They have a guy who throws a one batter or just one inning. And they, so you have people throwing with higher velocity now because they, they're able to empty the tank because they have a shorter span uh, that they're required to, to be at a, at a maximum level, right? So if you got a guy and you say, look, we're going to go out there and get a lead. I just need you to go balls out for 45 minutes, right? And then I got Chris Mueller going to do the second half. Then maybe you see, you know, Benji just go ham for half for 45 minutes. Yeah, I mean, or something. That'll, subs, be, that'll be interesting. Who knows, right? With three subs, you always got to kind of worry. Injury, fatigue, you know, you kind of got to stay Cards, back, yellow cards. Cards, yeah. But what if on five, you know, I th- think about the type of uh, uh, game changing it could be if uh, the team's already made their four of their five subs by the 75th minute and you haven't made any. Yeah, and, and, and you still got a tie game, and you're you're in the game. Maybe even one goal down, but ideally in a tie game, you could replace half of your 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 outfield players with with fresh people leg. that that are fresh legs, you know. And, and maybe it could even be five would be regular starters, you know. You mm-hmm. you you put your your half your B team in and half your A team in, and they are a nil nil draw, or maybe they eked one out as one one draw in the 75th or 80th minute you could put five starters in so i mean i think that addition of having what is that a, you know you go from three to five that's a big increase i think that'll definitely open up some some new strategic views of of the game that, that that's going to be uh fun to watch i think I think that's what we need, uh, wrestling music right then. So when someone's taking their bib off, we need, like, wrestling. And we need Jim Ross. Oh, my God. That's Oscar Pereira's music. It's glass zero, zero. Shattering. Yeah, glass shattering. Oh, my God. That's yeah. not his music. Right. <laughs> he yeah. takes a bib off. That'll be fantastic. Here comes the Oscar special, the, the, five, the five swap. Exactly. <laughs> the five aside. Yeah, exactly. And with, I will, my last thing I'm going to say is that no matter – if they have five subs, three subs, or twenty subs, we just know Adrian Heath is not going to use all of them. 
right, I got a question for all of you guys. Yeah. (laughs) So these games are going to be all televised, right? I'm assuming. Yep. Okay. So Disney has that main stadium, right? Uh huh. Yeah. So. Are there going to be three games a day, four games a day? How is this – what is the schedule looking like? I think it's going to go like boom, 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 you know, just uh, every two hours a game. They got to be using different fields, right, different pitches. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they're going to use like those other fields like – Oh, this isn't going to be – I never understood that they're going to they're gonna be doing it all on the Brave Stadium. It's going to be no, on those side no, fields. No, no, no. There's, there's a stadium to the – There's a stadium right outside the, the field. Yeah, yeah, where they did the All-Star where they Where the – Yes. Where Orlando City played. Where the All-Star uh, Skills Challenge was. Yeah, where Orlando City USL so, played. Yeah, I don't – I think from what I read, that you're looking at two to three games a day, kind of like okay. the World Cup. Um, I don't think because of wear and tear, there's no way you could do them all at that one field. You're looking at like 30 games on one field. There's no way. Um, so I think you're going to see. I'm just trying to figure out because the other, the other, uh, the other fields, they're just like going to Lake Sylvan or to the park and play. Yeah. I think, I think that's what it's going to be. They're just going to CGI with like the Avengers in the background. Now, if they're smart, they might play the final in, in Exploria. I would think you would, to me, you have to play kind of the semifinals and finals in a real stadium. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, they need to do it at Exploria for sure. Yeah, yeah. If not, at worst, go to the Braves and do a rowdies and play a baseball stadium at the worst. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'd rather that than they're playing an academy field. You know, they, they have the La, La Liga Academy over there, you know, they, uh, that they, they play out there. So they don't want to be playing on those things for a final. Yeah. All right. I mean, they, they need to – and. If in case we make the final, they need to play it in our. Home oh yeah! No oh what. yeah! Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Empty, empty or not, it doesn't matter. Yeah, invite just, everybody. Just invite everybody. I just can't wait for Adrian Heath to like sub on three people at the hundred fourth minute. Yeah, if you guys, if you guys thought the running of the wall was was epic, wait till you see the storming of the wall. <laughs> the climbing of the wall. <laughs> yeah, the exactly. rushing of the doors that lead to the wall. Oh man! Out there with awesome. a drone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it's gonna be uh, great. It was fun talking to everybody, guys. All right, guys. Our drone pilot's missing right now from, from yeah. the pod, so. <laughs> he's going to be so <laughs> mad you said that. You, you know I he's going to get mad. <laughs> I know. That's why I did it. I said it on purpose. Uh, and and then, you know what? Actually, we're going to know he didn't listen because he didn't get mad. That's what we're going to That's go. true. That's true. That's what we're testing. We did, and, and Alex Ryder was going to join us, but he, he's been – Alex Ryder is, is, has a recent promotion. He's been tasked with one of those jobs where you get a, you get a promotion and then you, you have no – you get a salary and you, you have endless hours to screw you over. They so. promote your salary and promote your workload. Yeah, exactly. So Alex is hey, Alex I is, is, that. couldn't join us. <laughs> well, it's good time. All right, to guys. guys. Well, thanks that, uh, to everybody. Kyle, Alex, go get more sun. Alex, you need to get a little bit tanner. Sunscreen. Uh, get the beard to go a little bit longer. Yeah, I love the beard. Kyle, thanks for Thank you, buddy. You know everything you do for us here in America. Yeah, man. appreciate and, you, buddy. Thank I'm glad. You. I'm glad I finally got to get on when Kyle was on. We finally yeah, Kyle. To, uh, the background. Collab, so. Kyle didn't use a background because look at that. He's got peak Washington, giant oh, yeah. whatever. I'm not going to pretend I know what trees those are. Well, you know, wooden yeah. trees, giant yeah. redwood, oak pines. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the ones with the green leafy stuff. <laughs> exactly. Where are you at? They look like the Stanford mascot. 
I'm about an hour south of Seattle. Are you going to oh, be able to come to as many games? You are, aren't you? No. Nothing will stop you. No. No? no you can't. You'll You're going to go to all Portland. the – Vancouver and Seattle. Mm. Is that is that proximity, or is that the, you're you're with the wife now in person? Is that what that is? Uh, what do you is that, is that, the, is, is that the, the wife pulling pulling back a little bit now? You guys are in no, the same place, no, or just, is just proximity? No, like when I was in Tennessee or Virginia, I could hop on an hour flight for a hundred, two hundred dollars and be in Orlando. I was flying. I would leave work at like three in the afternoon, hop on a flight, get there by six, make a seven o'clock kickoff. And then leave the next morning at 5 a.m. to fly so, back to Tennessee. Like yeah. you just can't do that. It's it's yeah. four or five hour flights. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah. Oh, fair enough. Well, we, we know we know you you. ILF we, know, we know where the party's at when we come to Portland. Hey, if you Seattle, guys ever so. do Seattle away, you have a place to stay. So awesome, like awesome. It. Thanks, guys. All right, guys. Well, till next time. We don't know when, but when we decide to come all back on again, we will come back on. Hopefully, AJ, you know exactly when. I thought twenty days. Twenty days. That's what I was gonna say. Right before yeah. kickoff. Tournament preview. <laughs> tournament preview. preview. <laughs> so get all your. All right, guys. Well, it was nice so talking ready, to you guys, man. See you guys. All Bye right. Now. See you guys. Have a good one. Vamos Orlando. Since I've been alone